0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,418. This week on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the second annual Cigar City Concour d'Elegance that takes place November 9th and 10th at Tampa Bay Downs horse racing track. To learn more, go to com.
1: If the only thing that I can do to help someone is hold their hand, I'll hold their hand the best that I can. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy
0: interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun! Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years. And it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYA and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Boulder, Colorado, where it's snowing today. A little early in the year for snow. We're going to be talking with Lily Bray. Hey, Lily, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride?
1: I'm always ready for a fun ride. Thank you for having me, Mark.
0: You're welcome. I'm looking forward to this. Lily Bray is a judge at the second annual Cigar City Concord Elegance with Vic Piano, who was a guest just a few days ago here on Cars Yeah. She has been a classic car judge for 17 years at numerous Concours events, including Radnor Hunt, Greenwich, the Elegance at Hershey, Boca Raton, Atlanta, Rocky Mountain, and Hilton Head Motoring Festival. Her love and passion for cars began at a very early age with her father, Malcolm, a noted collector from Greenwich, Connecticut. Lily is a registered nurse specializing in neurology, orthopedics, and emergency medicine, Before working in the hospital, she worked in emergency pre-hospital care as a firefighter and a paramedic. I think you're a little bit of a wonder woman. She's on the board of Russell McGuire Foundation and keeping her father's legacy alive at the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center. The center inspires visitors towards success through the automobile collection and the entrepreneurial story of Malcolm Prey, who developed guidelines for young men and women who strive and develop their unique ideas and to help them gain greater independence and motivation towards personal success. And Lily's rally experience is quite extensive as well. We're going to hear a little bit about that and a lot more. But first, Lily, I've told our listeners just a little bit about of your incredible life here. Could you take a moment to hear a little bit more about your life and, of course, a very obvious passion you have for automobiles?
1: No, well, Mark, that's well said. Thank you very much. Um, uh, yes, I have a very diverse background in, in cars and, but I also have an extensive medical history that was, uh, life changing back in the, in the eighties. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but really my, my love of cars came early passion with my dad's and I followed in suit and he and I would show cars nationally as well as locally and, work on them in the garage, and if I wanted to spend time with him, it was with cars, and I just really enjoyed that with him.
0: Well, it's a special bond that you had with your dad, and I think it's great that you continue to work uh, with what the legacy is that he's left behind, and we're going to learn a lot more about that. We're going to learn about this life-changing event that you talk about, but first, as we continue on your journey, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying has been instrumental in forming your life and your fun and your success. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires spinning here on Cars, yeah? So I know you love to drive. Lily, take the wheel.
1: I have several different quotes that I, that I live by. My first and foremost is, if the only thing that I can do to help someone is hold their hand, I'll hold their hand the best that I can. The other is a favorite of my father's, and that is where... Luck is where preparation meets opportunity, and <laughs> yeah. that's one of the signature statements at the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center.
0: Yeah, you know I love that quote by your dad because so many people they look at other people and they say, "Man, he or she is so lucky," and I don't think there is a lot of uh, a lot of luck out there. I think mostly it's people working very hard, seeing opportunities, and being ready for them when they come. So uh, definitely, your dad was a very smart. Man, I want to go back in time and talk about a story that instigated this passion for cars you have, though. I know you talked about being in the garage and going to car shows with your dad. Your dad loved cars. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to follow in his footsteps and and be a car gal?
1: Well, I tell you, we all started driving when we were 10 years old in the backyard in a 1968 dune buggy. And that car still lives in our collection today. And I look at that car as having the most provenance in the in the whole garage. I mean, we've got some significant cars there, but this was a car that my dad taught four children and five grandchildren how to drive in the same car in the same yard over the course of 40 years. Oh so pretty, gosh. pretty special, pretty yeah. special.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Now, was that an old Myers Manx by any chance?
1: It is. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had Bruce Myers on the show here, uh, the guy who started those. And I'll tell you something: the first car I ever drove was one of those as well. It was on a beach down in Baja, California. My aunt Jenny used to have one of those, and she took me for a ride way down away from my parents' eyes, and said, "Hey, you want to drive the car?" And I yeah. think I was probably seven years old or something like that. And I kind of had to scooch forward to press the clutch in and everything. But uh how funny is that? Well, it brings back great memories. And I'm so yeah, happy is. that you guys still have that. Well, as you know, you're a regular listener, and I want to thank you for that. Now, you've listened to hundreds of my shows, and, and I'm really happy to know that I'm in your ear from time to time talking to these inspiring automotive enthusiasts. It's your turn today, though, and I want you to talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced. More importantly, what did that situation create for you? How did it change your life and how did it improve things and what did you learn from it? I kind of know a little bit about the answer to this and I'm really excited to share this with the listeners.
1: Okay, well, a couple of things, a couple challenges in life was when my brother was killed in a car accident. It was late at night. He and his best friend both were killed. Um, unfortunately, my brother did survive the crash and was taken to the hospital, but there was a huge delay, Mark. They, um, the crash occurred back country, closer to the New York border than the Connecticut, uh, downtown where we lived. And a huge delay in the ambulance getting there. And that was a pivotal moment because from that time on, later that day, I was sitting in ICU and As you know, in television shows, you see and you hear all the alarms go off and people come running in. Well, unfortunately, no one came running in when all these bells and whistles were going off in the hospital room. And then someone would casually walk in and turn off the alarm and walk out again. And finally, about the 15th time, I said, what is that? And the nurse did tell me that my brother was trying to fight the ventilator and trying to breathe on his own. But it was clear that he wasn't going to make it and we did take him off life support later on. From that moment, there's good things. So 30 years forward, there is now a backcountry ambulance bay. New York uh, responders can respond over state lines with mutual aid agreements in place. So there's not huge liability of someone jumping on a call. And then also there's a backcountry fire department dedicated to, uh, to accidents and things, medical emergencies that happen um, far from the downtown area. So all of that, we made lemonade out of really a big bunch of lemons. So that was, that was my big challenge. But from that point, when I, I, the next year I went through the EMT training in Connecticut. And then when I moved to, to Colorado, I went through it again and it really took off. I started working with uh, an ambulance company and then I got hired with a fire department. They put me through the fire academy and eventually I went through paramedic school. So from that challenge with my brother dying, I have taken a different path than my, than my previous career choice, which was, uh, graphic design, which I, I did enjoy, but this was, this was a bigger and better calling for me. And now as a registered nurse, I, I love my job in the hospital, folks, so but been a great transition in,
0: you know, Lily, um, First and foremost, my condolences for losing your brother. I know it was a long time ago, but it's such an impactful thing. But what's great, and I told Lily this at the beginning before we started the show, is what I do here is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get, but it's always delightful. It's always enjoyable. And I didn't realize that Lily was originally a graphic designer. That's what I did early in my career. But the fact that this life-changing experience with losing your brother pushed you, nudged you, shoved you into becoming a first responder. And first and foremost, thank you for being a first responder because first responders, you people are heroes. I kind of joked to that earlier about being a Wonder Woman, Superwoman. But in my mind, you guys are heroes because you're the ones that get there first, that help people, as you said, even if all you can do is hold their hand, you're there for them. So I I already had you on a pretty high pedestal, Lily. Now you've, you've moved up many, many notches as far as I'm concerned, and I know when you sent me some pictures to use on your show notes page, one of you was in a fire, and I'm like, what is this all about? So, you know, it's tremendous what you did, and I love the fact that you realized there was a need, and you did something about it, and that's what you do every day, and I have friends who are physicians, surgeons, and all of them speak highly about nurses, first responders, caregivers. These are people that are really, really special people, so thank you. Thank you so much for what you do.
1: Thank you, Mark. It really is a true calling for me, and I'm I'm just glad that I have the capability of being able to help someone when they really need to help.
0: Yeah, absolutely, ah, awesome. Well, let's go back in time and talk about your first really special car, uh, special vehicle, and maybe share a memory you have about that ride.
1: Well, I'll tell you, it wasn't my car. It was it was my father's Delahaye, and it's a 1937 Delahaye that was featured at the New York. But World's Fair, uh, back when my dad was 11, he first saw the car. And in 64, he happened to find the car and bought it. Um, we, didn't, we weren't sure that this was the Delahaye that was featured at the World's Fair. It was owned by Bob Greer prior to my dad. So my dad was really the second owner. And the car sat in storage for a while. My father and I often joked about that that I became a firefighter because if the building was on fire and the Delahaye's in the building, (laughs) that he's going in for the car and I have to figure out how to put the fire out. Uh, So this was a car that we had a 50-year ownership of. Beautiful, beautiful car. And um, finally, when my dad climbed out of a deep, deep depression after my brother was killed, um, we brought the cars out again. And one of them was a Delahaye. And we brought the car to uh, to met the Meadowbrook show. And this was back in the early 90s, I think. And that's actually when we discovered that it was the missing Delahaye. So it was all of a sudden, my dad's pride and joy became a very significant discovery. And unfortunately, when my dad died suddenly 6 years ago, stipulated in his will that uh, we had to sell 15 of the cars to raise money to to keep the doors of the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center open. And this is uh his his building, his legacy after he sold his car dealerships that he built this building to really help and motivate kids in a way for their personal success. And after he died, I had several notes from people, kids that had met him years and years ago, and they said, because of your dad, I'm now doing this. Because of your dad, I believe in myself. Because of your dad, I now went to college. So he had a different way of of leading kids into success.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know. That giving, that caring runs in your bloodline, most obviously. You got that from your father now that I have heard the rest of that story. I think that's fantastic. And I love that it revolves around this car, which uh, is uh, much of what your life is all about. Um And I want to touch on this before we get into some current projects. And, but let me back up a little bit. I always ask my guests if there's a car they've owned in their life. That they let go. Now your your dad's will stipulated you had to let some cars go. Was there one in that collection you kinda wish you you hadn't let go?
1: Yes. The BMW five oh seven. That was a oh. really special car for me. Yeah, and, yeah. and in my perfect world, we were keeping the all the cars. I, I didn't realize that we had to sell the cars. So it was, you know, it was a disappointment. But you know what? We've got our doors open to the Malcolm Frey Passions and that's yeah. what's really counting.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great. Well, I've had so many people on this show, and I'm included, that have let cars go for very good reasons. For me, it was to put my kids through college, uh, so I always kind of smile at that. Yeah, I wish I had the cars back, but I, I think the money was much better spent in that way. Uh, they're both doing fine. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about current projects. I want you to talk a lot more about the Malcolm Pray Achievement Center, what this means to you, what it's all about also want you to touch a little bit on these rallies that you've been attending because that rally list that you've been driving in is growing. I'm quite jealous of that. And also the judging that you're doing because it seems like every event I go to, you're there. Uh, You're everywhere. So uh, let's start with the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center.
1: So the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center was a building that he built, one to kind of house all his. I, I recognize that my father was an organized hoarder. He collected and kept everything. In one special room in the Achievement Center, we have all my dad's memorabilia from when he was a kid, including his little metal army soldiers that he played with. And we've got his grandmother, his mother's accordion and his father's golf clubs. And so the building was built with the intent of helping mentor kids. And he's got... We have the 12 steps of success because my dad started out in depression era, New York with nothing. His family was in banking. And during that time, they finally got out of New York and moved to Connecticut only to have their house condemned to put in I-95. So it was a struggle when my dad was a kid and he didn't have a whole lot. And my dad was how to say this gently, but he was really an undiagnosed attention deficit disorder child. And all the teachers just kind of pushed him into the further grade so that they didn't have to deal with him anymore. But his passion and focus was his car's. So when he finally got out of the Air Force in 1955, his father wanted him to go down Wall Street and be a runner. And kind of the story goes that on the way down there, there was a help wanted sign in this little import shop that also was selling uh, Packards. So they had a few Packards in there. And um, one of my dad's recognizable cars at that point was a Packard request if you remember that, that was a concept car in 1955. And my dad was able to sell Packards, and then he was tasked with selling Volkswagen. So his business really took off from there, and he sold the business finally in 1999, only to build the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center because he would welcome. Visitors of all ages and all types and a lot of students that he was able to motivate. And he was very honest with them. He said, I was not the smartest kid with the books, but I had a drive to be successful. I liked nice things. I liked cars. And so he was able to blend his passion with his job. And anybody in the tri-state area um, was very familiar with the various dealerships that we had. He was one of the first Volkswagen dealerships in the country. He was the first Audi dealer in the country, and the first Infinity dealer in the country. He also had Mitsubishi, uh, Datsun, Nissan, Lincoln, Mercury for a time. Shab. So all these dealerships, and, you know, if, if there wasn't one car that a customer liked, he'd take them over to another showroom and introduce them to another car. So he, uh, he and, but more than that, it was his service. He always said the customer was right before there was even the customer was right slogan. If he had a problem with uh, someone with service, he would he would make it right. I often think in the last couple of years with the Volkswagen diesel uh situation, what my dad would have done with that point and i believe that he would have called up every single diesel owner and offered them to buy back the car and to put them in another car with another dealership of his so yeah. i he believed yeah. in making things right
0: wow sounds like a fantastic man i wish i i wish he could be a guest here on the show he sounds like the perfect car Yeah guest
1: yeah yeah he was tipped, uh, very much a car guy very much a car guy. As a matter of fact, in his breast pocket, he didn't carry pictures of his children or his grandchildren. He carried pictures of his cars. (laughs) And anybody listening right now knowing my dad, they're kind of chuckling too, because that was my dad.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Fantastic. Well, it's really great, and and I'll put a link to the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center website. It's uh, org. You can go there and check it out. Uh, Look at what they're doing there, the great work that they're doing there. Now, I know that you have been participating in a lot of rallies, and I want to touch on that a little bit about what that means to you and, and this list of rallies you've been amassing.
1: Well, I'll tell you, you know, when I figured out that I could go further than, than the supermarket with my car, my old car, I have a 59 Convertible D Porsche, I gave myself a sense of freedom. And the only thing I needed to carry was my Haggerty card in case I had a problem. And anybody that knows me knows that I've had my Porsche convertible D for twenty three years. I found it from RM auctions when RM was tiny, tiny. They had little pop-up tents, nothing of the glitz and glamour that they have now. It was raining that day. This car went through one of the last and we got this car. So my dad was there with me going, Yep, this is this is it. This is for you. And from that time I have driven this car. In the past year, I put 2,800 miles on it in eight months. And if you know Colorado weather with it snowing, I take it out in January, February if it's a nice day. So much so that these rallies are wonderful. It's not just rallies here in Colorado. Um, I did one in Italy several years ago, and that was very fun. But I just found that there's a freedom with driving a vintage car and that I just don't get with um, riding my bike down the road. It makes me smile.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know who comes to mind is a past guest I've had here, Jeff Zwart, who uh, is a photographer, and he loves to take his old Porsches out. He's had uh, Jezebel, his dog, in the back seat, and he takes him to the back country and drives him everywhere. I think it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: and he's been driving in the snow, too, recently in Colorado. Yeah. Yep.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Pictures of his yellow 911 and his old 356. Uh, I think it's great that you guys use your cars that way. And you're a judge. You're a judge at a lot of events. I named them at the beginning, but one of the upcoming events here, November 9th and 10th, is uh, the Cigar City Concord d'Elegance that I've been promoting all week here. Vic Piano, who founded that, was a guest on Monday. Uh, What does that event mean to you? This is the second year. Were you there last year or is this your first time judging?
1: So, I wasn't there last year, and Vic did invite me to go and and It's hard to slate things in because I do have my hospital job that is very, very important to me, so trying to fit everything in can somehow be a little bit challenging, but this year, I managed to get someone to cover my shift so that I could attend his event because a couple about a month ago, um I showed my dad's nineteen forty Lincoln the Lincoln Zephyr. Uh, Cabriolet. And it was not running. A couple months ago, I said to Vic, just very casually, I said, hey, Vic, I've been asked to show the car at the New York City Concourse. Would you like to come up and help me ready the car? And he said, yes, of course, I'd love to. So Vic and his friend Mike Thompson came up and they helped me ready the car. We had a fantastic weekend down on the Pier 17 in New York City. Maria Ginace was the organizer, and my Lakin looked stunning. I think my dad would have been very pleased that it was there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, for those listeners, if you want to learn more about this upcoming event, just go to cigarcityconcourt.com and you can learn everything about it. It's going to be taking place in Tampa. Bay Downs Horse Racing Track, which will make it a very unique venue. It's a new venue for them this year. Lily, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made in the USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new ADS2 carburetor and innovative Pro Flow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck, to superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit Edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride. And when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Member FINRA Sipic. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at Mark at com or connect with me through the CarsYeah website at CarsYeah.com. All right, Lily, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I'm going to kind of get in your head a little bit here. If you were manifested as a vehicle, you woke up as a car in the garage tomorrow, what would Lily be and why?
1: You know what? I've tried to think about this. You know, I would probably be some kind of truck a very fast-moving, hard-to-stop truck because I've plowed through some obstacles in my life that have been really challenged for me. And I... so, I don't know, maybe a fire truck, lights and sirens, here she comes. (laughs) I
0: think so. That's perfect, perfect. All right, we are entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and you give our listeners some very quick blips and a beep of the horn of that fire truck. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: Get out and drive. Absolutely. Get out and drive the car. My car sat in the garage for too long and I didn't enjoy it the way I should. And now I'm making up for lost time with that.
0: Good for you. I'm going to take your advice. Maybe as soon as we're done with this talk, it's a nice day here. Take mine out for a drive too. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's grit and determination. I have persevered through a lot of obstacles. And I just feel that I've come out on top and I enjoy my life.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful. How about a resource? Is there one in particular you think our listeners would really enjoy?
1: You know what? I, let me tell you about a book. It's uh, it's it's called Grit. And it's by Angela Duckworth. And it's about the power and passion of perseverance. And this, this book has helped guide me in the last couple of years. And we actually have started a Grit Night at the Malcolm prayer Achievement Center, where we have enthusiastic speakers come and talk about their life stories. And I just feel that this book is, has been a little bit of a guide for me.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's great. Awesome. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: You know, I, I'm going to revert to my dad because yeah. my dad died so quickly that there's 15 things that I would like to ask him about. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna be selfish and say my dad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I lost my dad about two and a half years ago and I've thought the same thing. In fact, um it even made me think a little bit because this year I've lost four guests who have been past guests here on Carja. Yeah? And it starts to make you realize when you lose family members, you lose friends, how fragile life is. Of course, you work in the field where you see fragile life experiences every minute of every day. So yeah, you know, I think it's great. And this whole idea of a GRIT meeting, uh, GRIT Speaks, I like that too. That's <laughs> really, really cool. I wish I could yeah. come and speak there. Maybe one day I'll get back there and I can do that. That'd be fantastic.
1: Mark, we would love to have you there.
0: Yeah, would be great. Thank you. I'll remind you, you can find all these links, including this great book, GRIT, by Angela Duckworth. It's a great book. You should get it and read it on Carjia yeah! website on LilyPray's show notes page. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in LilyPray and her page will pop right up with quick, easy links. All right, Lily, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today to park in your garage, but there are some rules to my game that you have to abide by. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. Uh, You have to drive it. No garage queens, but that's no problem with you. Uh, But it's the only collector car you can have, which might make this a bit of a challenge, which means you can either keep your little Porsche, or. I go buy you something different.
1: Mm, I got to tell you, Mark, I'm still going to keep the Porsche. Although there is room for something else, and I I recently b- bought a British car, so that's been a life changer too. Oh, okay. so you'll see me. You'll see me driving a tr 6 which is going to be it. Clicked all the boxes for a rally in Colorado with classic car adventures next May, and we encounter high mountains and we've encountered snow and i just think this little brit is going to be perfect but yep can't give up the convertible d that stays with me and it's my and also my daughter enjoys driving it too
0: yeah no kidding no kidding well i i don't blame you it's a great car i've always wanted a 356 i've never had one before i've had a lot of old porsches and 911s and but never a 356 but i tell you this past year when i launched my cars yet television show I visited um, John Wilhoy, who actually built a car that I bought from him years ago, a 550 Spider replica uh that was a really wonderful car that my son and I took a 1,500-mile drive on. But I drove one of his cars, John's cars, that he puts his 2.2-liter motors in the back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh,
1: that's, so you, you can scoot around.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That made it one. Then I got to drive one of Rod Emery's. Outlaw three fifty sixes, and I don't know that I could ever drive a stock three fifty six again after driving no, those you've two been cars. Spoiled. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> you've definitely been spoiled. Spoiled by the best. <laughs> oh my gosh, Lily, this has been so much fun. I know you uh, struggled to get home today. It's snowing quite vigorously there, and early snow there in Colorado. So uh, as soon as we're done, Lee's going to go out and shovel the driveway. <laughs> so uh, maybe I should just keep you on the phone here, and we can just have some fun and maybe enjoy a hot chocolate together. I have really enjoyed your stories, and uh, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars yeah! audience. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the snow in that Porsche 356?
1: Well, Mark, as you know, I enjoy driving, so just uh, get out and drive, smile when you're doing it, talk to people, talk to kids, let the kids sit in your car, because that's one thing I definitely do. I want young kids to really learn about vintage cars and be able to take it forward with that. And I'm starting with my daughter, so she. that's been great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and the Malcolm Prey Achievement Center?
1: Uh, MalcolmPreyAchievementCenter.org. We're located in Bedford, New York. While we do host mainly school groups, we accept car clubs and car enthusiasts at, by appointment only.
0: Okay, there you go. I'll remind you, you can find a link on Lily's. Show notes page here on the Carja yeah website. Just go there and click on that. Check it out. A wonderful organization. Her father's legacy living on, helping young people find their way in life. It's fantastic. And if you're going to be around Tampa Bay on November 9th and 10th, you've got to go to the Cigar City Concord Elegance. You can walk up and say hello to Lily. Say, I heard you on Carja. Yeah. To learn more, go to the cigarcityconcord.com. Lily, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, for sharing your life's experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you at the Cigar City Concor.
1: All right, Mark. Looking forward to it. Take care and thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. This has been fun. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me? on the Cars yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through lucas oil racing television online and they said i only had a face for podcasting thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to CarsYa.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun download your free copy of filler up